Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hey, it's been a week. Yeah, really rough one. I know. It was like Thursday morning when I woke up and it was because of your text that I saw what happened. Um with Jackie Zeman and that was like super sad when I saw that I was sitting down to like eat and honestly had I not like checked your text I would have seen it on Good Morning America and I would have been like floored. I know and it's as weird as it sounds because we've been watching this for so long and she's basically in our homes every day since we were teenagers I didn't want you to see it anywhere else first like I woke up I checked my phone and pretty much that was the first thing I did was message you because it was so sad. And I also wanted somebody who understood that feeling. But that's the thing. I know it sounds weird, but I did feel better that I saw it from you and that I wasn't shocked on TV. Like it was even hard for Johnny to even process it when I told him. And I think that's it too. I know it sounds weird. You know, I think for everybody listening I think everybody felt the same yes we don't know this person in person but like I've been sad (laughs) like I've been sad since I found out it sucks it really does and and you know because she's been on there for so long there's all these beautiful pictures and you know there was such a lovely post by her family and her children and I just feel like surrounded by it but also a part of something like it sounds so strange I think, um, I think everybody listening kind of gets it. And you could tell even from, you know, the, the people who comment on our post that we posted. You know, like when I found out, I was so like taken aback that it was even hard for me to figure out how to post. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, I wanted to find a video clip of her. And then I ended up um, finding the most recent one on the nurse's bell, which is perfect. Because I wanted to put like multiple, you know, like more of like a montage. But yes. when I found that clip and I posted it and I rewatched it, it was just... I don't know, like, obviously it has a whole huge different impact. I'm watching it different. I'm actually registering how the audience on that episode seemed a little off, like a little somber. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And the flashlight, it was such a fitting moment. It had every part of what we needed to post. Like, it was just, it was just perfect it was- um, to honor her in that way, in that moment. It- it was like we were happy that she was honored at the nurses ball, but I'm so grateful that she got to be part of the nurses ball. Like I think GH posted pictures and I was showing them to Johnny. Like, isn't this crazy? She's holding up um, a cake with like, well, Monica from, from yeah. GH. And it said like general 20th hospital. Like they're holding up a cake for the 20th. Really? For 20 years? Are you serious? <laughs> and then she's on like the, the 60th year episode and the special. Yes. And just the fact that like of her most recent storyline was so significant. Like one of the last scenes that we saw, and it was very passing of the torch. It was very cementing, you know, the generational stuff. She was handing over like this, um, the bracelet that Luke gave her to Willow, right? That was the episode that Willow called herself a Spencer. And I don't know what's to come. I don't know how or when they're going to address this very real event on the show. But given, like, the, the, the last scenes and the stories, you know, think about it. Like, Willow is trying to become a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I truly wonder, and she really identifies herself as a Spencer. 
Yes. And maybe it wasn't shown on screen, but we know that Bobby, you know, has, has a history at the hospital. And I wonder if in some way Willow will honor Bobby. I'm not sure. But, like, I kind of wonder if something will be picked up there. Also, something that crossed my mind was, like, would this bring Carly and Elizabeth closer together? As odd as it is, those two have been drawn together. But Bobby, as we've seen, like, if you've been watching flashbacks or Mm. during Elizabeth's rape storyline, I start to wonder, you know, like, Bobby was significant to Elizabeth. And, like, General Hospital has had so much loss this year. Like, think about story-wise, just the hospital. There's the loss of Epiphany. There's the loss of, like... And now Bobby. And these are two of like those main people who led the hospital. Yes. So I just think that that's a lot for Elizabeth's character to go through and who loved Bobby. And so I kind of wonder if that's something that really um, pushes the peace between Elizabeth and Carly over the edge to something more like family. I would love that because something really beautiful will come out of something just so sad. I I think so. And I mean, also, I think I'm going to just post these stories for other people to see. So with all of this happening, Mm -hmm. I was like watching all these old clips and I had sent you two of them. And this is something like, and it's really based on these two clips I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to post. But when I was watching some of Bobby's old clips, there was, they were so reminiscent of Nell, like the kinds of stuff like the grudges that Nell used to carry around. It's not that Bobby carried the grudges, but I could Mm -hmm. see how Bobby could understand a person like Nell. But then there were scenes with Carly that she had where she was so forgiving of Carly. And it made me realize like Bobby's role and her influence, like that character in those storylines, because she was present with the Nell storyline, seeing Nell for what she was and going after her. It was very pronounced, but I understand it now watching these older clips. And even with Nina, the way like she goes at her and we had quickly talked about this, but the idea that Bobby, like I, I just find that with the Nell, the Nina, all that stuff, I find they really are echoing some of Bobby's past there because I think Bobby knows the type. She knows the Nell. She knows the Nina. I think she shared some of that frustration toward the privilege, but she also knew what redemption looked like. And I feel like that was something she never really saw in those two characters, but I'm going to post those, um, those old clips that I'm referring to. So people can kind of understand, but yeah, it's just, it's been a rough week. Um, yeah, it's just hard. Like part of me is like, what, what else happened on the actual show? Um, but we're going to try. We're going to start getting into that. So this week, we like the week started with some scenes with um, Sonny and Diane. And we saw that he just found out that he lost spousal privilege. That's Sonny. I'm telling you, we're seeing more and more glimpses of him. And I'm going to just say, like, highlight is him flashing his dimples. Because when is the last time you saw that really great sparkle, him flashing his dimples to get his way? I, I think it's been a long time since there's been any sunny essence around. Yes. And I felt like he definitely made an appearance in Port Charles this week. That's for sure. But it's so funny because like I'm listening to you and I'm realizing like Sunny hasn't had anything real to fight for lately, recently. True. Very true. Without his family, he hasn't had a cause meaningful enough. And it turns out Carly has been meaningful enough for him to to focus on. And I mean, typically, I feel like Sonny gets like the law and all this stuff. I mean, he's <laughs> understood it enough that he has married Carly in the past, specifically for spousal privilege. But the fact that he felt 
like comfortable enough to just sort of ask Diane for all this information going on in Carly's life. And she had to seriously try to explain to him why that might be odd. I love how she navigated that scene because of her history with him, his entire family, siding with Carly, seeing him for who he is. She did such a good job of slowly leading him down the path of understanding what's happening. (laughs) I know. Like she was confronting him with his choices. I think she even like kind of pointed out, isn't this an advantage to you custody wise Mm -hmm. to just go off living your life with Nina and raising Donna Mm -hmm. with her. And I was shocked at the way he phrased that. He said, raising Donna with Nina is a non-starter. Yeah. Shocked. Wow. I was like, what what like I was just like I guess when things like get real that's where he stands like all of this is fun and games until it comes down to like this really real question which made me you know Nina is a placeholder I mean yeah like you see it more now like at first it was like Sonny was leaning into her and all these feelings but looking at it now it's like yeah he was confused and Mm -hmm. by not being honest about his feelings it kind of led him toward her a bit more but also when he started to lose his family and felt disconnected from his life all he had that was familiar and recently familiar was Nina and he tried he when he came like now it's so funny that only now I'm realizing this you know because at the time there were just so many strong feelings because that (laughs) storyline I found evoked so many strong feelings but now looking back you know the guy comes back his life is out of whack there's so much chaos and what he did to cope is ground himself into like the most familiar thing he could and it was anything Nixon Falls related Exactly. And I truly feel that he is going to be the one to figure this out. With Nina and the SEC, you can't read my, my mind. I will say it out. Yeah, thank you. I was like, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the conversation with Diana was interesting, right? So Diana humors him and starts to talk about the case. And then Sunny has this grand idea because she said the, the source that reported this was legitimate. Yes. And then he had a fantabulous idea, which was Mm -hmm. to discredit the source. And I was just like, damn, this is funny. (laughs) This is (laughs) so funny. Like, I can't believe this. So, and and I don't know, Diane seems shocked that he had, like, government contacts. Yes. Turns out he has more government contacts. I'm just going to go there right now, actually. He has a talk with Valentine. I don't know about you, but what I came to understood is the government has covertly approached Sonny to traffic weapons to smaller <laughs> countries. And if someone's targeting Sonny, it's a country. So a country is a small country. <laughs> That's what I understood. There's a small country after Sonny. But in my mind, so if Sonny is working for the government in air quotes... Won't the government maybe, like, not arrest Sonny because the government wants to use him? And the government might be able to help him figure out who this anonymous source is. Exactly. So much government involvement. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the government's on a roll. Like, they're like, Sonny, you're going <laughs> to traffic things. Curtis. You know, you may not be able to take a guy out oh. in one punch. And you were also present on that mission. 
maybe we can have you. No, but like, I was, all I could think about was you watching that entire scene. I'm like, she must be freaking out. Like, I would, I want to hear your brain dead. I know we're jumping, but I was like, this lady is losing her shit right now. (laughs) I was dying. But the guy's like, I want to talk to him. I'm like, what? What is this? And then I'm like, and then the elevator door closed. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. Is he being recruited? Is he really being recruited? (laughs) I'm like, and and I'm like, seriously? I'm like, he's no Drew. He can't even take a guy one punch. Like, how long did it take him to do all that stuff? And then Johnny's like, no, it looks like that. It looks like he's being recruited. And then, like, the guy is, like, trying to sell it to him. And I'm just like... Like the whole Selena thing, you have no choice. They know mm-hmm. about your business. Yep. So I just think this is hilarious because his life is getting um way more complicated and um not at all the one that Portia signed up for. Oh gosh, not at all. She's another one we're gonna get to later. But um, so so while Sunny is having that conversation with Diane, there were some other conversations going on at the same time. Before did- we leave Sunny, mm-hmm. one thing I totally loved after, you know, he talks about discrediting the source is that, you know, he's really upset that the person who screws over Carly and Drew gets away scot-free. And then Diane asks the question, if the roles were reversed, do you think Carly oh, yeah. would help you? And he said, no doubt. But it was also the look on his face. Oh, I was like, yeah. I don't, yeah, like, I don't want them to get back together. But like Ava explained, and looking at it through that lens of that dysfunctional codependence and that fierceness of protecting each other, like, that was fully on to level 10. The way he said that, I, I know what you mean. Like, she's at a different journey. They're in different places. We could use with maybe, like, a break. But I don't know. Today's <laughs> scenes, Carly hugging Drew, being like, they're going to pit us against each other. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And how's that going to go? How's Wait, that going to go? Can Drew and Carly get married, though? Does that offer them any sort of spousal privilege? Or does it prove the point more? <laughs> yeah, it proves the point harder. It does prove it hard. Hard. Got it. Oh, yeah. Um, Just checking. Yeah, because it's not about testifying against each other. I know. She purchased stocks. Gosh darn and, it. Yeah, no, 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 it's bad. Like, it's bad for all involved. <laughs> yes. But, like, when Sonny was like, no doubt, that whole conversation with Diane, it was almost like he was so disappointed when he remembered he wasn't married to Carly. I know, right? Yeah. It's it's bad. It's it's um I'm I find it hilarious. Like I think because the thing is like as much as we might have been like, what is happening? Like we were so disappointed. We're like, I guess it's a slow burn. He's back from Nixon Falls. <laughs> He's with Nina. There have been no consequences, and we've just been like, what is happening? Like we we just Friends? weren't sure and we were along for the ride, but this, like where it's at now. Oh, so worth it. So worth it. Oh my God. I totally agree. This is, it's, it's all just going to blow up and it's all just getting so good. So good. And okay. Mm-hmm. So you asked me like, oh, what did you think seeing like Curtis and the whole WSB thing? But I want to know, like, what were your impressions when you saw Carly and Dante and their convo? It's funny because we don't always see them in scenes together. And especially mm-hmm. having this really big heart to heart. And I still struggle with the fact that everybody goes to Carly and asks her to be forgiving and asks her to turn the other cheek. Like I struggle with the fact that as much as it's Dante's dad and he still sees the wrong, 
that he's asking for so much leeway. I I agree with you, honestly. I think it's unfair, but I feel like it's a similar thing. Of I think I think it's kind of like why Valentine did it. Like, we yes. can see why he did it. Like, he doesn't yes. expect... He knows nothing can come of Nina, and he knows that Carly's in a position to do so. And I think with Sunny and, like, with Dante, Dante knows that she is in a position that, like, if she were to make nice with Sunny or they have a cordial relationship, it would go a long way. But the thing is, it's like, yes, it might smooth things over between Carly and Sunny, but, like, I really still think that that Michael is another beast, right? Because I still very yes. much think that Carly and Sonny could be okay, but, like, Michael could still be angry. 100%. People just think that Carly can just fix everything. Maybe it is wishful thinking that if Carly makes nice with um, Sonny, everything else will all fall into place, like a bit of magical thinking. I, I think a little bit of that too. And the fact that Carly is so strong and she's overcome so much and she's brought the family together time and time again, but the reasons were different. So I think people are just kind of misplacing that energy. Mm-hmm. And and even though she's so strong and has overcome so much, I was really surprised at how vulnerable that she got with Dante in terms of expressing, oh yeah, I was surprised that he helped me. But then in the end, she's like, no, I wasn't really surprised. Like I knew he would do that for me basically. Yeah, like that's the thing. It was quite a conversation to to have been had. But I mm-hmm. guess for me, I'm always um I always have a strong reaction when I see Carly and Dante in scenes together. Why? Um I just do because it's like Dante is Sonny's son, but Carly and Dante have had a very rocky and long history. You know, like Dante arrested Michael. Yes, there was yes. there was a fracture in the family as a result of this. There was a scene where Dante, after Morgan died, went to go see Carly. Okay. Um, they've just had some significant scenes and significant battles over the years. You know, they have so much history, these two. And then for me, like, it got solidified later on when Dante spoke with Sam. And this. Dante said to Sam, Carly and my dad might be at odds, but family is family. Yes. And that was a shocker to me because that's sort of what it is. It's complicated. There's so much extended family and the use of the word extended family has been used a lot recently. Yes. And there's been a lot of acknowledgement of the fact that we're all connected and the fact that like we all care and protect each other. That was solidified right before Tracy came in and and Olivia had said that. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. It's because it's like, Carly has been great with all of Sonny's kids, but it was different with Dante because he was kind of older and she had friction with him because he was like more of the adult of like all of Sonny's children. So it was always kind of tricky because they just had a different relationship than the one Carly's had with the rest of his kids. But it was so weird hearing Dante kind of finally kind of say it like it was sort of official and formal, like their family. I love it too, because, you know, Olivia's her best friend and that just exactly. kind of like makes it a little more cohesive and there's that like kind of love all around. It's kind of like double family, right? No, but it is right. Because it's like Carly literally has this long history with Dante that like very (laughs) much precedes like her closeness and relationship with Olivia. Like it's insane. So I just, I just find there's all of that stuff that you're just like, huh, what's happening. It's kind of like (laughs) watching, you know, they have 20 billion connections that they're not kind of acknowledging except now they are. So your mind is blown. Yes, absolutely. I just, yes, it was definitely a beautiful, interesting, fascinating scene. 
And so while that's going down, so not only that <laughs> connection, you know, all the connections between Carly and Dante and all the ways in which they are family, um, also through like Sam, right? Yes. So now Dante's counterpart is dealing with Nina. Yes, she was. What did you think of? No, what the, did you think? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, what did you think? <laughs> I find it because, I mean, we know Sam's a realist. We know that she's patient with Nina for Sunny's sake, but we also know her stake in the claim with Carly and with Michael. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very difficult position to be in. I found she handled it very well. I actually laughed at the part where Nina's like, it's a guy. He's not going to give me all the details. Like, I need details. She'll walk around to the whole town asking about the wedding. But what made me laugh about that part was that Nina exactly said, like, he's a guy. He won't give me details. And all Mm -hmm. he said was it was nice. And then Sam says, nice is an understatement. And then Nina says, yeah, that's what I imagined. And I'm like, (laughs) how is that any more detail than what Sunny gave you? I know. Like, she just looks... I, she is just a fantastic actress because the look on her face when she's like so hopeful, like a little cartoon that Sam divulges all these details, but Sam mostly talked about a great way to explain this, like the feeling. Talk to her about yeah. Willow. Talk to her about how important Carly is to her and her relationships and how what Michael, how what their vows were like. I felt she was very careful in what she chose to share and it was very necessary in the way that she did it because Nina's um, idea of possession and overall look like what did her dress look like but that's different than how did she feel in her dress was she feeling okay like there's different questions to be asked in the circumstance oh that is interesting because it's like she did want to know those superficial details they're not obviously when it's your kid and someone you love you do want to know every detail well, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that you point this out she was asking like the dress and the flowers she wants to know all of that but Sam gave her a richer answer Yes. And that is so symbolic of the way in which Nina approaches the situation with Willow as a whole. And when you talk about careful with details, I'm like, yeah, soup's careful because not one person has told Nina that Carly gave her away. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, when is someone going to say that? And can we have a close up, please? Because already she was bulging out of her whole face and angry. And she did that. She did that switch in front of in front of Sam. She uh, did. And Sam was careful. She didn't say, like, well, you know, Carly is, has has taken on that, like, maternal role with her. She was like, they have established a relationship. <laughs> they are friends. Bodies, if you will. <laughs> and then Nina's like, you mean she's like the mother she's never had? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, your words, not mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so then I like that that Sam stepped back and allowed Nina to have a reaction, but then very much called her on it. Yes, I loved that. Two things came to mind. Nina actually heard it, or Nina just parrots what people say to her. Ava, call SEC. Fine, I'll do that. Sam, apologize. Fine, I'll do that. Um, it's that because uh, later <laughs> when because I feel like when I was watching the Ava Nina scene, mm-hmm. I was watching it through your lens a little bit more, and I was like, okay, okay, yeah. So, like, she is a bit of a puppet to Nina to Ava. Like, she really just you can very much mold and control <laughs> all of all of <laughs> Nina's thoughts and actions. Mm-hmm. So that that was really highlighted um, today, but. 
when they had that difficult moment where Sam confronts her with the reality of who Carly is to Willow, mm-hmm. you know, she gets upset. And I, I swear, if I have to hear this damn speech one more time, <laughs> I made mistakes, but I'm still very much entitled to Willow because she is my daughter. Like all she ever does is prove that point, my daughter. And it's like yes. biology can only get you so far. And then it was really interesting that Sam had an answer for her and says, well, the difference is, is that Carly accepts Willow for who she is. Yes. Oh and that God, was, yes. yeah, that was interesting. And then I, I find that Nina often tries to take responsibility, but wants to be soothed, right? So it's like, oh, Carly accepts her for who she is, does she? And I didn't because I harassed her because <laughs> I pursued her and I harassed her and made her life a living hell every chance I got. And it's like, yeah. She's yeah. like, well, I made mistakes, but it's like s- declaring it is not taking accountability. It's just, it's just not. <laughs> and I swear, like, I'm going to, I'm going to post those clips because if you think about the clip that I sent you between Carly and Bobby, like look yes. at the difference of what taking accountability looks like. Oh my God. So different. Day and night. Night and day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I felt like you, you wanted to, to add that. And um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but where it got interesting, where I was confused, but then it got clear, was when she says something like, I'm Willow's mother. And then Sam goes, knowing that makes things worse. And then it got so worse. I'm like, what did she say? I was like, what is that? Like, I was taken aback of like, knowing that makes it worse for who? For Willow. Obviously for Willow. Are you telling her this? And then when they came, and then when it came back, because we had often compared this storyline to Sam and Alexis. Yes, right? we have. This is what I mean. All of this has been so cool. I swear, Monday's episode was like a week's worth of stuff. But just the fact that that was acknowledged. And then Sam explained her point of view. Like this idea that just because like Alexis was biologically my mother, that that meant something. And that I owed her something. It was so interesting. And I was hoping that Nina truly absorbed it. Because she's really getting the inside scoop and she did ask the question so what brought you together and again Sam was very careful with her choice of words and what she was willing to share but that's the thing did you notice that Sam's answer also communicated to Nina that it's not one thing exactly and it took time and what she said time and shared experiences which immediately made me think of Dante and Carly time and shared experiences same thing with Elizabeth and Carly like time and shared experience and that history like that that binds people and and then I hated that like Nina's immediate defense is well I I don't have the luxury of time therefore concessions should be afforded to me willow should forgive me sooner people should move mountains for me because Mm -hmm. i don't have the luxury of time but the point is she acts like she's owed the luxury of time exactly it's like she wants to fast track this relationship and has no concept of reality i mean we know this but it's just so apparent in these scenes and there was a lot of contrast in relationships this week Yes. And so the thing I was like, yeah, Carly will thank you for that one, Sam. Sam says, <laughs> why don't you just like put all of this aside and ask for Carly's help? And I was just like, what now? <laughs> was but she like, literally told her what to say 
and Nina literally parroted it back to Carly. <laughs> I was just floored <laughs> that, you know, letting it go and trying to ask for Carly's help was, you know, an option, you know, always. But I couldn't believe it. So Sam tells her this and like a robot goes to find Carly immediately and asks her without any consideration to what she's just done. Yep. I was I was so I was glad that they were interrupted and Carly was not put into a position to have to maybe like act on whatever request. Oh, I was so happy that I got interrupted because it is it blows my mind that she has the I don't know what the the bravado <laughs> to go and do that. But at the same time, I'm like, so you have the capacity. There's a part of you that acknowledges that some of it was wrong. Like she said some significant things. Yes. I cannot blame you for the state of my relationship with Willow. So that was in your body. It was in your mouth hole. It, it's been there for some time. But this is when you choose to let it out. Like if you had let out those words, man, she would have scored some amazing points with Sunny. Absolutely. She would have literally like, like she would have totally shocked Willow. Because Willow is looking for signs of change. And mm -hmm. if she had done that, you know, she would have given, she would have definitely planted that seed in Willow's mind. But instead, she, she decided to let those words out. Now, it is what it is. But I am, like, more than thrilled for the interruption because that interruption of Liesl and Drew was so funny. I love, like, Obrich just brings such magic to the scene and she is just praising drew from head to toe that he's the best hero that ever was and that long look <laughs> between like carly and drew it was just such an interesting scene to see the three of them together i think nina may have been somewhere in the background of this place mm -hmm. <laughs> lingering in the shadows as usual <laughs> oh man opic is just like all i could picture was heart eyes staring at drew but the thing is, it's like it's the second time, right? She's been on Adventures with True. He saved her before. And yes. Then, so, so they definitely have a history. And the fact that she like stepped up to those like oh government SEC goons yes. and and like defended him, it was insane, right? And then she, and then out of nowhere, after Drew was taken away. Um, a living room appeared before the elevator. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I have to rewatch. <laughs> so, like, I, I wanted to take pictures of it. So they were all in front of the elevator. Then the next thing you know, Liesl is sitting, like, on a... Nina's sitting on a sofa in front of the elevators. And Liesl is just going on and on and on about uh, Drew when Nina yells for her to shut up. I literally thought Nina was going to tell Liesl what she did, but I feel like she can't after that. Nina can't say anything. I mean, look at the relationship that Obrecht is developing with Willow. It started, you know, very small, but it's grown so much since then. And Obrecht, and we talked about this, like how Obrecht would develop these relationships with Carly, with Drew, with other people who see her for who she is now. And Obrecht still tries to defend Nina. And if she finds out what she did, she's going to lose all hope in her because she is fighting mm. for her and she is vulnerable and she needs her family and if she finds out that Nina is breaking up this family and causing so much trouble for the people who are helping her daughter that's not what a mother does 
Yeah, honestly, when you put it like that, because of the way in which so many people have become involved in Willow's life, you know what I mean? Like mm. Willow's family has grown exponentially. And oh gosh, it's really bad because I think you had pointed this out a while ago. I think you had said that like there's going to come a point where Nina might cross a line and it will be hard for the people who had faith in her and were her defenders and were, you know, holding out hope that Nina would come out of this in the, the other end. And, you know, while Liesl had talked about getting even with Carly, when we think about the conversation she had with Willow, like the way that she is with her, it's like it must be nice for Liesl to have somebody like, talk to her in the way that Willow does. Like, are you okay? And that's the thing, you know, like Nina, of course her family loves her, mm. but in terms of what Nina is capable of offering them or what they even expect from her, like even the way Maxie addressed her at the nurse's ball, kind of like, I don't have time for you right now. Yeah. Like Maxie, <laughs> Maxie has got, had, you know, she's had a relationship with the Corinthos, this fa- with the Corinthos family for such a long time. And I remember at the courthouse, that was Maxie at her breaking point, right? When the storyline started, she o- felt that she owed Carly and went straight to Carly to tell her that Nina knew the whole time. Yes. Remember? So yeah. she did that. And then um, when she tried to support Nina even after that, which she made very clear to Carly and Nina was making that difficult. And at the courtroom, uh, Maxie had 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 it. And she kind of just told Nina that she needs to back off or else and walked out of the courtroom during the custody hearing. Absolutely. And, they, and that was a huge line to cross. And I don't think she has much left um, before it breaks everything in her life. Yep. Because think about it. Maxie helped put the wedding together for them. Yes. She was there. She watched it all happen. Um, and then you have like... Liesl and and Willow like there's such a palpable connection yes. um I do think Liesl was very respectful toward her um she even said things to to Willow about how um like she has a lifetime to make to make the decision about Nina and other happier decisions <laughs> but I mean she didn't push she did declare that she had no agenda She's leaving it open-ended, but basically told Willow, our relationship is not dependent on that. I won't. That's what I heard, that I'm not going to pursue this agenda and risk this relationship. But listening to what you said about, like, the potential of Nina hurting all these people and listening to what Liesl said, when you break up a family, you hold on tighter to what you have. Yes. And so right now, in terms of family members or people that are able to really like be there for Willow or talk in this really genuine way, like she already established that with Willow. So it's sort of like if she wants to come and spend time with Willow and she slowly gets integrated into that like Quartermain family and Willow embraces Liesl into the family she has with Maxie and all of that, I think... I think that meaning of family is really significant. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. I'm going to post the clips because it's making me think of the clip I sent you today where mm-hmm. Carly is talking to Bobby. This is after um, Tony dies. Yes. And Carly says, I feel horrible because I didn't understand what it meant to to break a family apart. Like she didn't realize how, how bad that was because she never had one. Oof, it's heavy. 
And so I think, you know, for Lisa, it will be a huge line because she's basically said, like, family is everything. And if she sees that she's hurting Willow and disrupting a family, I don't know what Lisa will do. She will always love her, but she's always been really straight with her. And she acknowledges with, with like, Willow that Nina is limited in her capacities. And, yes, she sees you as more of an object than a person. And I think this will be too much for a lot of people because I feel like everybody has moved on to this more to this deeper place. So if you parallel this with the conversation with Sam, there's a depth to what Sam said to Nina and there's a depth to the connection that Liesl and everyone else has. And I think people are just going to be over it. Oh my God. Well, you know, between Sunny, family is everything. Carly and all of family is everything. Like it's been an overarching theme. Quartermain's family is everything. Obrecht, family is everything. And all of those families are on Willow's side. Yeah. It makes me actually think of the Nina Eva conversation saying like, you're going to have a lot of powerful enemies. If you tell the truth, I was shocked that she was considering that. I know. I was like, wow, what's happening right now? That was quickly uh, put to the wayside after Eva pointed out a lot of truth. Well, actually cemented by what Scott said. (laughs) Yes. Poor Scott. But think about that, right? He quoted Liesl. You mess with someone's family. It's over. Yes, he did. So I actually, you know what? In all of this now, I'm actually starting to be more curious about how Liesl will react than basically anybody else at this point. I am too, like for for so many reasons, right? Like we just want to see like what happens. Where does that shift happen? Because it all started with that scene in the elevator with Obrecht and Carly. And we're like, wow, look at this. There is a shift happening. Yeah, there was. It was subtle, but there was a clue to something to come. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to that because it's just really unexpected um, and complicated. But I'm thinking about, like, Ava, when she hears the request that Nina's talking about, like, Willow asked me for this. And Ava's like, I failed to see the problem. Yes. Um, But then it was just so funny watching Ava explain to Nina, you know, what would happen with regards to Sunny and watching Nina be so (laughs) confident. (laughs) Oh, but he really loves me. Like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And why would you fail to mention, like, literally, Ava's trying to kind of assess who knows the truth and whether or not you've gotten away with it. And you fail to tell her that Sunny will actively look into it. That's a different factor. Completely. Like, Ava would have changed her advice. I mean, Ava's Ava, and she'll say what she wants to say whenever the heck she wants to say it. But yeah, Nina left out a really big detail. Because she knows Sunny better than Nina does. I would have been curious about Ava's assessment of Sunny's power. So if Nina had shared that information, I would have gauged how much power Sunny really has by Ava's reaction. Ooh. So we we missed out on that little part. But this what this what I found really funny. Um when Ava says something like good point that you obviously didn't consider she (laughs) she calls Nina on that like pointing out obviously you didn't consider this but when they were talking about like you know could Nina be a suspect and then Ava throws out something like well you know like why would you put your own company at risk Aurora's assets are frozen Aurora controls crimson like why would anyone suspect you would do something so stupid Stupid. (laughs) I was dying because Nina's face is like yeah uh-huh <laughs> i was like you didn't even think this through like not only was it obvious that you would destroy any chance of a relationship with willow you actively got in the way of your own business 
Yep. And you're like, yeah, nobody would buy that anybody was dumb enough to do that. <laughs> you're right. That dumb dumb is me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and and when like Ava finally convinced her to keep her mouth shut, I was like do it because uh, to me I said it'll be more delicious if the truth comes out the hard way oh heck yes I was actually really happy that she did too because when it all falls apart I cannot wait oh it's gonna be it's gonna be good lame I know but meanwhile poor net. <laughs> oh my word and the thing is i can't take his face seriously like like, no i didn't do it you like literally look so guilty the more he spoke and it was so true i know spoke the worse it was and then he got the punch in the face (laughs) but like tracy is like epic she's so epic the background lines the quick lines when she's like deny 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 it's like that's all that i'm doing And I'm like, it's so sad because like no one really trusts him. And I swear the whole like family debate between like Olivia, Brooklyn, Tracy, it gave me like dynasty prime time vibes. Also, I was watching it at night, but I'm like, this is so prime time. And like poor John, like Johnny was like, oh my gosh, but like he is telling the truth. And I'm like, and he felt bad for him. And I'm like, I get it, Johnny. But like, I go, but this is the thing. This is the reflection of Ned, of the choices he's made before this point that no one actually believes in. Like, it says a lot about his character that his daughter and his wife see him this way, that feel he's capable of this. So it's like, it's a, it's like we're getting a, a twofer. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Ned is taking the fall and it's kind of a little bit silly, but then there's like that deeper element where it's like, yeah, but you sort of did this to yourself. You created this image through your own actions and now people do not trust you I and there was a lot of interesting tidbits like the whole Michael is your second cousin like that was mentioned a couple of times I think this week and then yes. the whole like you're turning into Edward and well that really serious stuff that conversation was really interesting when they were talking about Edward because oh yeah it was there too that they used the word extended family a lot but um I just thought it was interesting where they were talking about Edward being a philanderer and they mentioned Austin and then in the same episode Dex shows up with Joss (gasps) yeah that was so bizarre to me because the moment he stepped into the house I was like no no I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, I started to freak out because I'm like, why would they have a seat? You know what I mean? Like, if she had to pick up the kids, literally, we could have fast forward. If this was insignificant, we could have literally fast forwarded to the scenes where, um, where, like, they just come into the hospital. But instead, there's a Tracy confrontation to Mm -hmm. this guy, okay? And you have Joss having this kind of reaction, to her like kind of having like going at it with Tracy and immediately I was like he's a quarterman like he's a quarterman like he's a quarterman <laughs> because you just yeah. talked about a philanderer and I'm like mm-hmm. AJ it's gotta be like I think it's AJ like I think it's I think it's AJ's son that's what I felt watching it I don't know who it is but he's definitely a quarterman and so then and like when when he walked into the hospital even just like a quick scene with like michael holding 
Wiley and Wiley pointing to his like uncle Dex being like, this is Dex. It's like Joss's friend. I was like, oh my gosh, they're family. They're freaking family. <laughs> and then like the scenes where like Josh, and I get it. It's also the 60th anniversary, but there's been a lot of like family, extended family. This is yes. how we're related. This is our connection. And they've been doing that. But then first of all, this is, I thought was funny, a legit family tree. Like we joke about that all the time. We've even done stories of family trees and how mm-hmm. funny and convoluted they are. But then listening to Joss walk Dex through the family tree of specifically the Quartermains. Right? Then I was just like, this is completely insane. And then if you think about the shenanigans that are going on with him being undercover with the whole Sunny thing, Mm -hmm. I felt like he has to be AJ's son because that is the only way to make him untouchable by Sunny. Because Sonny killed AJ and there's no way he's going to go down that road with Michael. There's no way you could just go ahead and kill like AJ's son. So I think if he, we find out who he is, it will solve the problem and make him untouchable. That's true because we, he never talks about his family. We know zero about him, but Joss has given him the lay of the land and the rundown of who's who. Yeah. I have to say, though, I was super annoyed by Dex today. Like, when Michael told yes. him, like, uh, the final verdict on the whole thing, saying, I've decided not to, and that he was, like, up in arms. And I was like, Dex, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, I put my life at risk for this. And I'm like, yep. Like, literally, like, I'm just saying, he offered this this guy, seeks you out. You're some kind of contract worker. Yeah. He tells mm-hmm. you, can you infiltrate and infiltrate an organized mob boss organization, befriend him, be his number two, <laughs> and then get him arrested. Did you think that was safe? Like you knew it. And he's he's said that before. He said exactly. that he's known it was dangerous. Michael has literally he was gonna give him a bonus and pay him to leave everything. Yeah. To stop at one point after the whole meat hook thing. And now he's all like, this is so bad for me. I was really annoyed. I'm like, you had your eyes wide open. And we all know this is just because you fell in love with Joss. No, no, he likes the town. No, he, he fell in love with the, the city. No, he's, no, he didn't even fall in love. I'm attached to the city. <laughs> it's like, how is that Michael's problem? You were hired to do a job. So you knew, and he said, it. he's, he's like, like Michael's like, you do the risk. He's like, well, I knew that I would either send Sunny to jail or die. <laughs> Does that know? I'm like, yes, Dex, what are yep. you not understanding? And Michael is offering you instead of dying to just leave. Exactly. And you're like, how can I possibly leave with my life when I've become attached to Port Charles? <laughs> I'm just like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm like, this is so insane. I mean, I get Dex's frustration. He had yes. a picture in his mind, but again, I still don't think this would have been safe. So, what did you think was going to happen? You were going to take Sunny down, and then you're like, yeah, I'll just stay out of the mob now, stay in Port Charles after this huge organization has been taken down, and just date Joss and live happily ever after. Right? That's exactly what I've been thinking. So, these two. Bobos think that just life will resume as normal, that nobody else will be around. Like, the idea of this is hilarious. Yeah, and Michael, it will be safer. The girls will be safer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, organized crime will still happen. Yeah. 
anyways so like that kind of bugged me and like his options are to like to stay working with Sonny which we know that that's what he's gonna end up doing yes absolutely because he's not gonna want to leave and his only option is gonna be there and that's where he'll probably float more to Christina and it was interesting because in that conversation between Michael and Dex he said and also for the girls you know having to like choose between Christina and Joss I'm like oh yeah just the girls <laughs> choosing between Christina and Joss <laughs> interesting very interesting before Joss went up on the roof I thought it was really funny how Carly was like, should we talk about that? <laughs> you bringing Dex to everything. I, you know, their moments are always kind of funny and comical. So they were talking about like relationships that are not out in the open. And yes. Diane had a little comment for Carly as well that both Drew and Carly looked really good together. Yes. Okay. So we talked, we mentioned earlier that this whole like court SEC thing, um, you know, will pit. Carly and Drew against one another. Drew didn't share how, and neither did Diane actually. So it's been established that Diane will will represent Carly, and it obviously makes sense that Drew take on one of the court main lawyers. But no one's uh, no one's being honest here as to why or how they would be pitted against each other. First of all, Carly would be pursued on the sunny angle. Yes. And Drew as like you know your CEO, right? Mm Hmm. And that was what Sonny was saying, that they might use Carly to get him. Exactly. So they didn't go into details there. And it was Tracy. It was Tracy that pointed out that angle to Drew. Yes, the other way around. So different people are trying to figure out how to save their person. So this was interesting to me, right? Because you mentioned before, like, all these people were, like, family's important. And we have kind of tossed Sonny and Tracy's name out in the same, like, as in, like... We've tossed their names out together. Yes. But think about it. You know, like, Sonny's sort of spitballing this whole situation with Diane. Mm -hmm. But now you also have Tracy also looking out for the situation. Both trying to protect both people involved. Mm -hmm. Both have a kind of a common enemy, hypothetically, which would be Nina, right? Both of them want it to, to end. So basically the person who reported... But I wasn't sure. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't sure. So when she went out to see Drew, I'm like, okay, I guess that's relatively, like, straightforward. You know, like, maybe play that mob angle to get out of it. But then she seems to have another angle with Brooklyn. She desperately wants her to go back to deception. Yes. What on earth is she up to? Is this related or unrelated to the family drama right now? Because it seemed to be just a spur-of-the-moment ask to Brooklyn as if she just thought of this I know I was very confused because I'm like okay does she have money did she obviously she has money or did she give it all away when she bid on Ethan <laughs> like, does she, oh does she, okay <laughs> is, does she truly want to start a cosmetic business is she trying to use this as blackmail for something does she want to be a part of deception I was really trying to throw out like every single thing possible I have no idea yeah, I don't even think I'm going to guess well, but it just <laughs> seemed, because like, I mean, like uh, Brooklyn said it straight up, you know, is this corporate espionage or espionage that you're asking? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I have no idea if this is for personal. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is for personal gain or if this is anything related to the SEC allegations, but I thought it was funny when she called Chase. Oh my gosh, I have him on speed. I'm like, I don't 
can we speed dial on a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we can. And 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 she's asking if Dante speaks Quartermain. Oh my gosh, so good, so good. And what made me laugh is that Tracy was once Dante's ex mother in law because for a long yes, time, I'm- like that was the role she played for Lulu when uh, when Laura wasn't around. But now Tracy is his step grandmother. Oh my gosh, yes. So I love that no matter what this man does, <laughs> Tracy is his family. Oh, yes. Which I think is the bestest. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to this because I feel like maybe Tracy is sticking around for a little bit and obviously going to cause some troubles. I really love it. So again, right? She's gonna. She's trying to get into Deception's business. And we see Maxie at home, and I'm just like, why are they pushing the sinus infection so I hard? <laughs> I was getting kind of scared. But then we realized what it was all about, and it was about getting um, Sasha to be on home and heart. But I had this idea. Okay. So this is like, so this is what I was thinking. When Maxie was talking about deception I just kept thinking like face care routines are all over social media and I'm like it's a wonder JH doesn't invest in a real deception cosmetics line or even partner with like Oil of Olay or Ovino because they were the previous <gasps> nurses ball sponsors to do some yes. deception products like could you imagine oh my god I would buy it <laughs> do you know what's they probably just do it for the states and we wouldn't be able to get access to it which would suck we would just ask our American followers to purchase it for us and ship it to us. Yes. But <laughs> I would back. <laughs> yeah. But I would like love that. Do you know how cool that would be? Yes. Oh. I want to be able to buy Corinthos coffee, deception makeup. Yeah. Like, come on, people. Make some coffee. Make some good coffee. <laughs> make some coffee worth buying. And I'll buy it because I think it would be the coolest thing ever. Like, honestly, make this like a real experience. Right? Oh, my God. There's so many extensions of this, right? And even when they do their, like, yeah, there's a lot that could happen there. My mind is exploding, and I want it all. But didn't they do that in Gilmore Girls? Like, didn't Luke do, like, a coffee line? Or am I imagining? I don't know. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway, so about General Hospital. uh, (laughs) You're at the right podcast, we promise. (laughs) Yes. So, So this is what I was thinking. Okay, this is how I, Mm -hmm. this is what I got from Maxie. Okay. Maxie seems suspicious of Gladys. Yes. So what if Maxie and Cody are the (gasps) only ones that see Gladys for who she is, and then we get some brother-sister bonding? Yes. Oh my God, I love it even more. Yeah, and when Sasha was like, what would I do without Gladys? And I'm like, said no one ever, is what I yelled (laughs) at the TV. I'm having such a hard time because we went through this beautiful space of Gladys genuinely helping her. And then she went down this path and I'm just getting the ick again when she was rescheduling the vacation, uh, the way she was trying to navigate that situation with Maxie back at the Savoy. I'm just like, why, why are you doing this? Like go to therapy. I know it's like in the whole, like, grieving part they were just like let's give her a gambling problem I'm like because <laughs> Sasha doesn't have enough going on My goodness, so let's, let's do it but how did you think Cody handled Selena right because she's all I can't have like some thief and some guy you know like petty thief this, yeah. that's what I love because she's like you have to be a professional level tier three 
thief. It's true, though. You know what I mean? Like, his petty thievery was made public. And I was like, okay, she's got a valid point. How do you explain having this guy at the table? But then he had an even better point. Right? You know? Then why was I there in the first place if I suck so bad and you have bad gut (laughs) instincts? And so I'm like, I'm down with what Cody offered, which was that you should just simply double down on him and maybe even just be like, that was our plan. It's part of a bigger plan. It's part of a bigger plan. And it's part of a really good plan. We wanted this to happen. Okay. But she also <laughs> had to play like mom to these two. She'd be like, I don't care. Just give me all your money. <laughs> I I loved it when Cody was trying to talk to her. This is one of my favorite lines. She's like, Cody, I simply don't care. Like it was just the best. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I want to go back to, to Maxie and like her speech that she gave to Sasha. Like it was, yeah. I love their relationship and Sasha has grown and she's doing so well, but coming from somebody like Maxie, it just, you saw every word hit Sasha. Like I'm throwing an early start of that scene. We do give GH lots of props for their female relationships. Like I mm-hmm. love the bonds. I love the strength. So seeing those two women sitting on the couch, supporting each other and not only supporting each other, Maxie's letting her know that there are lots of women out there that can feel what she's feeling. Yes. Like she can represent a woman's journey who's in that position. And it was so impactful. Like, it was such a wonderful speech. Yes. No, something about that struck me. She had said something like, yes, they're the creepers that take pleasure in you, yeah. like, falling. Or, But then she said something like, but there are so many women who identify with your pain yes. and want to know that you came out at the other end. It was something like that. And I'm like, that's so true. It was really good. And also, she redid her place. And there's orange accents around <laughs> okay so i didn't notice that but good eye yeah good eye. yeah so that i noticed that i do think it's meaningful coming from maxi like a peer as opposed to maybe like the mom figures like carly and i feel like between carly and maxi those oh carly and maxi i told mm-hmm. you i think maxi's mm-hmm. the, you know the next carly i say that all the time and um i just think it's interesting because now we're having two people this week say something like you seem to maybe not need a Gladys anymore. <laughs> well, exactly. And it's it's funny because you spoke about the scene, or we spoke about the scene last week with Sasha and Nina, where Sasha's the one that's comforting Nina, but Sasha has lost so much. But at yeah. this point in time, looking at it now, and that conversation with Maxie of strength and how much she's grown. So she leads with that with Carly. Sasha goes in, checks in on Carly, but Carly's like, hey, what about you? Are you doing okay? What's going on? With you? It's like such a difference yeah. in the relationship she has with Nina. And you see the ease and the willingness to share when she's around Carly. Like it's so different. But there's space too, right? And mm-hmm. you you saying that makes me think of the feedback Sam gave Dante. So what I thought was so cool, we've been talking about, you know, like verbalizing things that we think, but Sam actually reiterated her history with Nina, that she has history from back from Silas. Right. And how like Nina pursued her due to her jealousy and pretended to be in a wheelchair when she did not need a wheelchair um, at the time. (laughs) But 
this significant thing, there's been a lot of talk. We wrote an article about it, this concept of like, you know, uh, Nina potentially having a personality disorder, whether or not they ever kind of use the words or, or diagnose her. The point is they're portraying that experience. And I think for a lot of people who've experienced it, see it. And you, you know, and, and you could tell in the comments, you know, the people who who kind of recognize what it's like to deal with somebody with a personality disorder. And like Sam said, one of the more hallmark things she said to Dante, I feel like I need to tiptoe around her. So walking on eggshells is usually like one mm-hmm. of those um, signs, those red flags. So I thought Absolutely. that was a really significant thing, but also just to show, like, also kind of going with what you said, right? There's just a different, a completely different experience when you're with Nina and when you're talking with somebody else. You know, with other people, there's often space for both individuals. Absolutely. So uh, do you know where there's no space for old, too many individuals? Robert's office and his face? <gasps> I oh I disappointed mad at this man like I just couldn't believe how that all went down champagne my friend champagne this man pulled out of his thing his cabinet yeah let's call it a cabinet okay of of lies and deceit Let's call let's call it a cabinet. And, and so and, and the fact that he would cheers, cheers oh. with her and be like, let's cement this consensual relationship. And freaking Holly. 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 So, so when Diane comes and she sees that she's angry, justifiably so. Mm-hmm. And before and like I just want to point out. Sam called Diane to represent Drew. And when they were at the police station, like a rando cop gave a nod to Diane. Like, oh, that guy's good. That guy, right? Drew, CEO, Marine, just saved the world. Cop doesn't know his name. That guy is being represented by Diane Miller. So he'll be out in a few, you know? That Diane Miller, Killer Miller. Robert is like, oh, she walked out. Let me make out with Holly, okay? And and then freaking Holly, wait, like I I like her except for those scenes because she when she leaves the room she's like, so I'll leave you guys to talk about lawyer things because that's all you have. I was like, oh. you're such a poo. Okay, yes, very much that. And talking about Robert and Diane's effectiveness, were you aware that those stairs led up to his office? Nope. <laughs> totally, to- totally missed that. Totally missed that. I'm yes, like, that I've makes been watching okay. for years and decades, and I'm like, that's where the stairs. That's go. where Robert's been all this time. <laughs> I had no idea. And just so, so you saying what you're saying. So literally, Diane walks down the stairs, goes to the room where Drew is, and walks back up the stairs. And he thought he would have time for all this. <gasps> He knew she was down. Well, I don't know if he knew where she was going, but I'm so appalled. <laughs> I'm so appalled. <laughs> I'm, I'm re-appalled, okay? <laughs> I'm re-appalled. <laughs> and, and then, like, the, then the crap, like, I, the Oof. disrespect. She's trying to have an adult conversation, and mm-hmm. he's, he has the nerve to say things like, give me a break. I'm not good at this stuff. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I could not even, because like my respect for Robert just went out, 
way down. <laughs> I would have been like, literally, I would have started flailing and being like, I'm not good at my arms. Let me see what happens if I just slap the shit out of you right now. Because I'm, I'm like, just take it easy. I'm just not, I'm not good at arms. I'm just so angry at the stupidity of that statement, the sheer disrespect. And she just wanted a straight answer. She's like, I don't need you to sugarcoat your crap. I don't need like the details because when she's like, I want the truth, he started to give the play-by-play. Yeah, like, I don't so. want the play-by-play. It's like, then what do you want? It's like maturity, Robert, maturity. We would have thought that that was present by now. That oh I love how she, like, and then he like gave this answer, like we had a history, but if I wanted to be with her, I would. I'm like, what a solid argument, Robert. So <laughs> I don't want to have a life with her, but I will make out with her on occasion. When she looks at me with sparkly eyes. But it's not forever kisses. They're just in the moment kisses. <laughs> I swear, he would have been better off just being like, oh, my memory, my memory. That wasn't you. I thought it was you, Diane. Like, he would have been better off with that. But I am happy with Diane walking out. Yes. Robert does not deserve her. Go home, Robert. Go home. I swear, yes, he was a uh. real Ted this week. <gasps> yes. Uh. Yeah. Completely. Such a Ted. Speaking of Ted's, Curtis flew home, everybody. Oh my Curtis. god, yes. <laughs> Excellent segue. Oh man, so they were on a plane and then they came home. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? There was a really interesting moment which made me think of you on the plane when, right. when, when Curtis and Laura are talking and he's trying to like have this big conversation about, like, we saved the world. How do you feel? They're like, Laura's on her phone, and she's, like, completely kind of ignoring him. <laughs> Johnny pointed that I, out. He's like, she seems so uninterested. I felt like that was for you. That was a nod to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did notice that. Okay, so there were some things. One, Johnny was really sad. He's like, so the haunted star is gone. So I thought this was really interesting. She said she had to pay... She starts talking about what she had to pay to reach this yes. moment, right? That she referred to the haunted star as her last connections to Luke and mm-hmm. to the Cassidines. Yes. So the haunted star is not there. I just honestly assume somebody would like rebuild it, that we would get it back in another form. How could I... there not be a boat party? Well, that's exactly it, right? And I feel like, because even Ulrich mentioned what that boat in the moment represented for her, good and bad, and that's now gone. But I truly feel like the point of that is, is that we are going to rebuild it. It won't be cursed. It won't be attached to anything. And we can put some good juju into it, you know? So, so I, like, it's not over. Like, I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, so but part of me is like, is this really over? So are we going to get normal world for maybe maybe a little bit, right? Maybe because, a little bit. Because the new Cassidy, like when when Valentine like said bye to Victor, it was all like, "I'm the I'm the person, I'm the head of the family, I'm the boss." <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's a relatively normal boss." Oh, oh boy. No, because sure. he because he's like, like Nicholas is not there, and he was previously head of Cassidy Industries. There is no more Cassidyne. So it's either, you know, I don't know what the Cassidyne law says <laughs> if it goes to Spencer or back to Victor. And what does this mean if Victor is part of Cassidyne Industries and like the whole like sunny thing? Okay. Mm, I don't know, but I would love to see Valentine running it and Spencer working there, kind of like baby CEO Michael. 
Yeah, like literally. So I would like to actually see more business. Like I want Cassadine Industries to have an actual building in Port Charles. Yes, rent from the Metro Corp as everybody does. Exactly, just one of those. Exactly, I, that's exactly, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> you get broken. the four. I'm broken. You get the fourth exactly free, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so, so I feel like they made such a huge thing of making all of this over when we know it's not over. Because once again, Laura said I was Trina's age, and this all started. It's like yes, Trina is the next Laura, and somebody, and like like somebody will pursue her till she's a grandmother. Like, is this not clear? I know she said it so many times, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel bad for Trina. She's all like, "Oh, Spencer, you're like everything." And I was like, "How are you not telling Spencer he's dumb on the plane?" Like when Spencer's like, <laughs> "I'm, I'm gonna take my baby brother," and I'm like, "No, like why? Like how did this adventure make you go? I should do this. Like what about this this situation made you go like I'm ready to be a father?" <laughs> Like, he was in the water half the time when Trina was taking care of that baby. I love, I, I know. And I liked, um, I liked the little talk, like how you're, I heard they, they explained, you know, that he actually jumped off. He knew what the drones meant. Yes. I'm like, really? Okay. And so, and so then he's like, I heard you, your voice and something calling him like an idiot jump, like get off the boat. So I thought that was really cute. So it's like they have their bonding moments, but then they get to the hospital and then like Trina has to say bye where you have like grumpy Spencer being like, don't worry, spend time with your family. I'm going to go home with my ex-girlfriend and my brother and my grandma. <laughs> She's just like, <laughs> okay. Like he got all like the freaking like childish Spencer, but it also must be super weird for her that she's been hanging out with Spencer you know, in captivity, and then he goes home with his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> okay, but you're talking about, like, the mature, how he is now. His grandma gave him a gosh darn orange lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny was, like, dying of laughter. It was so funny, but I'm just thinking, like, honestly, Spencer, like, even, like, even Austin could see that could see it right could yes. see what Spencer was trying to do, and I'm just like, it could have gone such a long way. Him just being normal, him being the one to call Esme. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like he could have gained <sighs> a huge, like huge favor with Esme at this point. It could have been an opportunity, but I think he's just going to blow that all up. Oh, 100%. He's not very, um, he hasn't grown that much. <laughs> no. Um, and Portia certainly feels that way. She was spiraling. And and yes, I get what she's saying, but I'm just still worried that she's going to do something that's so far out that it's going to push Trina over the edge for a longer period of time. I think so, too, because, like, I was just annoyed when she's, like, like, she's, like, whining about Trina and, like, if their bond or if something is gone forever. I'm just, like, she called you twice when she's being held by some kind of, like, terrorist to tell you she loves you twice. Like, chill out. Like, you're I, fine. Exactly. I'm really glad. Well, one, we got an explanation as to why Taggart wasn't there because I was getting really concerned as to why he's not in the storyline. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he also has a really great ability to calm her down and be realistic. Like, she really does listen to him. She tried to manipulate the situation, but he's like, uh, no. Are you be- trying to push her away from you and me? <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe she said that, right? When he tells her it's going to backfire. She's like, so that you do it. He's like, so it can backfire on me and I <laughs> too. 
it's like she like and, and she's saying like he's not good for her. you can't do anything about it she's grown she's an adult like i don't disagree with let's say her yeah. perspective of of spencer's influence on trina i don't like i we watched the conversation between her and ava and there was no, ava could not dispute portia's concerns there was no arguing them but what remains true is that if you pursue it you're gonna lose her exactly so when they come back she does get her hug she gets her daughter she runs right up to portia but i feel like like you were saying like she might do something but frankly i don't even think she needs a lot of plotting i think she's just gonna say some stupid stuff that'll just make trina annoyed that's really true and then she could have two annoying parents when she gets the dna test by curtis is her dad <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it's gonna say a hundred percent annoying <laughs> and so she has like that private conversation with tiger and honestly this is what i heard basically she said she was braver than her mother yeah pretty much I just think that Taggart has been such an amazing dad and I love their bond and he's trying so hard to make it okay for her. But I kind of like that she stayed serious and just tried to show him that like she will, you know, he will always be her dad. Absolutely. Like their bond is unbreakable and that's not about DNA. And I like the way they kind of wrapped it up that he made it clear that she's an adult and he trusts her and her ability to make decisions and she didn't need his permission, but she wanted his blessing. Like it was so beautiful. But it was hard for Taggart when she yes. started pointing out things like Stella could be related to her and Marshall, her grandfather. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to hear her actually factor in what this means. She just left out TJ. That's true. And that's, I guess that's the whole point, right? It's, yeah. it's a juxtaposition to, Portia not taking all of this into consideration. It's kind of like the Nina thing, right? Like, oh, 100%. Will Willow is like ha excited to have an Aunt Liesel and it stops there. And like, Trina will get like <laughs> TJ, Stella, Marshall, you know, bonus. But uh, <laughs> take or leave Curtis. <laughs> pretty, like, you know what I mean? It's sort of a similar parallel to Curtis and Nina. It is. It's interesting to watch because Nina just um, gives in to all of, her, all of her impulses, whereas Portia, even though she's saying all these things out loud, she's not really going to do something deceiving, evil, or terrible no. to break them apart, right? No, she's just going to do normal mom stuff. Yes. That'll backfire. <laughs> like, normal mom stuff that'll backfire. Like, saying that snide comment went too many times. <laughs> But something really significant to me was just the private time between Trina and Valentine. It's so, like, we love when characters mix together and seeing them in a scene together was so interesting, especially the way in which he, the information with which he had to talk to her about how he approached her. Like, yeah. it was really fascinating to watch. What did you think? Well, he was really caring, right? Like he understood yeah. this was sensitive and he did his best to be very respectful and treat her like an adult. Um, but I also think it's interesting given that this is Spencer's like girlfriend, if you will, and given Valentine and Spencer's relationship, like I'm really wondering if this will turn a corner between Valentine and Spencer, this whole experience. I hope so. Like I hope it's a situation where 
I don't necessarily want Ava to leave the house, but it's a huge house. What if Valentine moves in and Spencer moves in? And then she oh can see gosh. Trina all the time. That would be insane if everyone, because it would be like the twisted version of the Quartermain house. Oh my God, took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. Okay, so, so like also a thing about, you know, my thoughts on Trina and Valentine sharing all of these scenes was perhaps a nod to Trina eventually being some kind of like, because they're, they're paving the way through Curtis, but the point of being like a gallerina, like holding, like owning a gallery mm-hmm. and also being a WSB agent. Ooh. Also, I understand that Trina was really worried about Spencer and was grateful that that was not the body presented to her. Yes. But she then started to laugh (laughs) when she realized it wasn't Spencer out of like just happiness. But it was just so jarring because Valentina and her were hugging. And yes. she's like, oh my gosh, it's not Spencer. And then she started laughing at a big smile on her face, which Victor deserves. But Valentine is hugging her while she's laughing. And he's all shocked because, like, you know, his evil dad's dead. Like, how do you process those feelings? Like, he did have a great kind of talk, final conversation with yeah. him, which is air quotes final. <laughs> um, but that's a lot to unpack right there. But it was just a weird scene. I'm like, okay, the last totally. right now. But also this, you know, like Victor is dead in air quotes. But remember, there's a new director of the WSB, and Victor used to be the the director at the WSB. We don't really know who's still kind of aligned with Victor. So what? Who knows what they'll do with his body? That's true. We do not no. know. That is true. Harvesting bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else is there? That's it. I got another sad laugh, and then uh, that's all. It's it's more like it's tired. I know <laughs> it's very tired. <laughs> okay, After so my bedtime. <clears throat> let me see. Fine. No, I don't have any faves. I think I, I have some stars. Um, I think I have one favorite line, so I can lead with that, and then we can go into stars. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I want to double check that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have two. Um, Okay, oh my gosh, I think we covered all the things, talked about all of the stuff. I have two favorite lines. So my first one is um, Obrecht and Willow. When Obrecht calls her, she's like, I'm sorry, I was late. I was kidnapped by a homicidal maniac. And Willow's (laughs) like, don't let it happen again, even though she is so out of it. And I just appreciated their back and forth. and so cute. Spark exactly between them. It's so lovely. And then um, another kind of like Willow Joss situation. So another one with Willow and Joss. When Joss calls her and she wants to just talk about the real world and Joss mentions that she's dating someone and Willow says, well, Carly and Michael hinted about it, that you were seeing someone, but I was annoyed that they respected your privacy like that. (laughs) Yeah, that was really, that was really funny. I like that comment. So, so good because we're getting that like cheekiness from Willow. Like we know who she (gasps) is. She spoke about truly, I mean, she talked Michael down, like a throw an early start of that. And I want you to finish that gaff slot, please. Oh, it's because I remember this and I definitely don't want to end without bringing this up. It was, we talked about how magical that conversation was between Lisa and Willow, but forgot a really significant part. When Lisa asked a question and saw Willow in a way, like when Lisa asked her that question, does it annoy you? 
<laughs> that people think you're fragile or do you use it to your advantage? I loved, loved that question. She's like, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> but it's really funny when you contrast when Liesl confronts Nina with facts of herself or like observations that like she pushes back on because Nina doesn't really like what Lisa reflects, but Willow, you know, doesn't have a problem, right? With what she's yes. reflecting. Cause it is her, but the fact that Lisa says, I know about you and I know about your past. So I found that to be a really, really significant moment. Um, I do have one favorite line and it comes from when they were talking about um, Edward being a philanderer because the yep. response to that was, that's why we're all related to Austin. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so funny, so good. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, stars, are you serious? Like, I mean, there's obviously like star to Bobby Spencer for sure. Absolutely, a million stars. And honestly, like, there's just so many stars. Like, a lot of the scenes were just really amazing to watch, you know, like the Carly Dante stuff, the Sunny Diane scenes, the Nina Sam scenes were really great. Like, the return with Liesl and, and Nina being in distress over Liesl's love of Drew, like the, the Nina <laughs> Ava scenes. Like, I, I can't with how good these interactions and conversations were this week. The obvious star to like Willow and Liesl. Um, Tracy, the comedy off of that woman was insane. <laughs> no star to Robert. Sorry. No, yes, he gets a minus 10 star. I don't yeah, really know that no works, star. but um, I'm gonna throw a star to Spencer and Trina's epic kiss. Yes, yes. Well, he was like right on time there. This guy really knows how to make a flight. Um <laughs> And you know what? Okay, I actually just, I wanted to, just to mention this. I liked Felicia's conversation with Holly. Um, I liked that it got a little bit more honest that we saw that Holly truly did know that there was something going on yes. with Diane and was simply just trying to kind of like hold on to someone that she loves. But the fact that Felicia pointed out he is seeing someone. So I kind of liked how that was handled respectfully, right? I do too. Um, I'm going to throw, I'm going to bring back Obrick. Because there's a scene where Willow gets taken into isolation and I'm going to throw a star to Michael talking to Obrecht and, and kind of Nina too, because she's in the room, but in a sense that you saw every emotion on Michael's face and he yeah. always keeps it together. And the fact that he took that moment just to feel something and be vulnerable and tender with Obrecht, it was amazing. It was really good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Yes. We did it. We did all of the things we gave the lines, the stars, we covered all the stories. Holy Toledo folks. That's a wrap. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.